I'm going to give you a challenge here, okay? For every person in this room. I don't know how many are in this room, there's a lot. And I think this is, um, if everyone does this, <laughs> I, I'm convinced the Lord will change things in this diocese. So Father Bill has shared with you an update on our seminarians. As you heard, there are only five. So you know, you know how valuable they are to us, right? They're very valuable. Obviously, you wouldn't be here this evening to support our seminaries and education if it wasn't so. Wouldn't it be nice if we were supporting 10? Do we have 10? 15? 20? 20 seminarians. Can you imagine what that would be like? We would love to have that expense. The diocese would love to be able to have to pay for 20 seminarians. Right? It would be a great joy to my heart um, if, if we could do that. Um, and I know all of you want that, right? Yeah. I want that. It, it would make our future look a whole lot brighter. Why do I say that? Let me give you some numbers. You may not think about this too often because you're probably not numbers people and you don't think about the priests and how old they are and how many we have and how many are retired and how many are active. And but let me share some numbers with you. In our diocese today, we have only 15, 15 priests under the age of 50. Gives you a sense, just kind of keep that in mind. And more than half of our priests are retirement age or older. It's probably around 60%. And there is a gap. I mean, there is kind of a gap between you know, the younger priests and those, you know, there's, there's not all that many in between. I'll just put it that way. Um, but thankfully, and this is my, this is why I kind of, I want you to know, and um, I'm so thankful for our, so many senior priests who are still serving and providing ministry all across the diocese. Um, so we want to we thank them and give them a big round of applause for their generous service because they could easily just fade into the sunset, right? But they have not done that. They continue to serve and give their hearts into ministry. They're thankful they're, they're, they're kind of rid of all the administration. I don't blame them um, because a lot of priests would like to get rid of all the administration um, because it is a, it's, because it's, it's, it's a burden. I mean, it really is. And it, and it's a lot of times in the pastors, they spend a lot of time doing administrative work, which takes them away from the pastoral ministry to which they've been ordained to do and feel called to do. Um, so we do want to thank, you know, the, the, we want to be mindful of them with our prayers as well. But really, when you see them, if you see a senior priest, you can tell by how they look, right? <laughs> Take the time to thank them, you know, for their generous ministry, their continual ministry to the Diocese of Saginaw, um, because they don't have to do this, but because they have, a, they have, a, they have a, a priestly heart, they have a pastor's heart, they want to continue to serve and minister in this diocese in the ways in which they do so well. So um, when you see them, thank them and pray for their good health. Seriously, pray for their good health because without them, we would be in very dire straits. We really would be. So 
You know, we thank you, fathers. If any of there's some of you here, I don't know how many of you are here, the senior priests, but we thank you for your dedication and your generosity and your continued ministry. So, I believe that um, though appearances may look otherwise, we do not, not have a vocation shortage in our diocese. And you may be saying, what? You just told us what we have. There's no vocation shortage. None. They're in your parishes. They're in your parishes. And they're anonymous at the moment. Think about that. They're anonymous at the moment. And so it's up to each one of you to find them. And in doing so, you will be living out your own baptismal call to evangelize, to encourage, to share faith, right? To share your love for the Lord. Um, but they're there. They're there. There's no shortage, right? We know that vocations don't come out of the sky, although we wish they could or grow on trees or whatever. But they're the result of parents and families supporting and encouraging their children, their grandchildren, their nieces and nephews, whoever that might be, to consider a vocation to priesthood or consecrated life. They come from faith-filled families who not only help their children in their relationship with Jesus, but they teach their children, their grandchildren, their nieces and nephews, whoever it might be, their friends, what vocations are really about, what the true meaning of, it, of vocation is, not just vocations to priesthood or consecrated life, but marriage and single life as well. Because the Lord has called every single person whom he has created to some kind of a vocation. No one exempts. No one is, is exempt. I know, I look out here, see all these beautiful, wonderful faces, and I see the desires of your hearts because we all have a desire for more priests in our diocese, right? I mean, every parish community wants their own priest, right? Every parish community wants their own priest, right? I get that. How, do, how does that happen? How does that happen? Well, it comes through diligent prayer, through fasting, through our sacrifices offered for this intention. When was the last time you prayed specifically for new vocations to the priesthood in this diocese? Did you do it today? Did you do it yesterday? Did you do it the day before? Did you do it last Monday, a week ago? I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but it's something, if we're not thinking about it, then we're not praying about it. I think it's simple as that. If we're not thinking about it, it's, if it's not in our level of consciousness, perhaps we're not really, we're not praying about it. We're not lifting that intention up, up in prayer on, on a daily basis. But they come about, the vocations come about through our diligent prayer, through our fasting, through our sacrifices all for this intention. You know, the reality is that vocations have always been a challenge to the church. From over 2,000 years ago, Jesus knew this reality, even during his earthly life and ministry. 
So knowing the challenge, what did Jesus say? He's already given us the solution. He's given us the solution. He said this, it's from Luke's gospel, the harvest is plenty. They're in your parishes, they're plenty in your parishes, but the laborers are few. So beg, beg, beg the master to send out laborers for his harvest. Beg the master. Beg the master. You know, vocations come about through invitations. You know, I look back over my own life of 28 years as a priest, you know, 12 years as, as a bishop, my years as a faculty member at the North American College. I can't tell you how often I have heard from priests and seminarians that they never thought about the priesthood until someone invited them to do so. They never thought about it, completely out of their minds, until someone invited them to do so. How many of you, any farmers here? There's farmers here. Raise your hand if you're a farmer. Don't be shy. I mean, farming, I would love to be a farmer. I would, I, even maybe more than a bishop. <laughs> Seriously, I always wanted to be a farmer or a rancher. This was one of my life dreams. Instead of that, I went, I became a pilot and then, you know, the rest is history, right? But if you think about it, at the moment of that particular invitation, whatever, whenever it happened, the seed was planted, right? Farmers plant seeds. They don't make them grow. Farmers plant seeds who makes them grow. God makes them grow. So once the seed is planted, it is up to the Lord, right? It's up to the Lord. None of us have the capacity, the, the, um, the power to make someone pursue the priesthood. But all of us have the capacity to invite someone to think about it or to invite a young woman to think about consecrated life. So I'm gonna give you a challenge here, okay? For every person in this room. I don't know how many are in this room, there's a lot. And I think this is, um, if everyone does this, <laughs> I, I'm convinced the Lord will change things in this diocese. So here's the challenge. For everyone in this room, consists of two things, it's very simple. In the next month, 30 days, 31, I don't know how many days are in this month, but in the next month, invite a young man or a young woman in your circle of influence, whomever that might be, whom you think have qualities that would you would like to see in a priest or a religious. Take the time to speak with them and share that you see these qualities in them and then ask them if they've ever thought about the priesthood or religious life. Tell me that's hard. Like, how hard is that? Right, how hard is that? That's not hard, right? It's just a mere invitation for them to think about it. Right, you're asking them not to do it, but to think about it. In that invitation, you are planting a seed how many people in this room? Any idea? 250? Huh? 
247. 247. So let's 247. That's counting me? Is that counting that baby in the back? <laughs> we'll say round it up to 250. 250, there's, there's people at the bar back here. There's people, so we're over 250. So 250 invitations in the next month. Think about that. Think about that. 250 invitations in the next month. What the Lord can do with that. I, I find it's the Lord that will be astounding in his generosity. I truly, I truly believe that. But it's all, it's about 250 planting one seed. That's not hard. It's not hard. It has to be the desire of our heart, though. That's the thing. And maybe we have to ask the Lord Jesus to give us the desire to go out and do this. Okay, the second thing. So over the next, at least the next three years, I have made a commitment to go to, to a parish in the diocese twice a month to lead a holy hour for vocations. Right? Spent the last two months, month and a half out in the thumb. We have great response to these holy hours. Like 80 some people come, it's amazing. And these little bitty churches that hold up 250 people, it's amazing. It's quite extraordinary to look out and see all these people there on their knees begging the Lord Jesus for more vocations to the priesthood in this diocese. So the second challenge, as I go out to these, is, is, is that when it comes to a place near you, please, 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 please make the sacrifice because the Lord's work, the fulfillment of the Lord's work comes through our sacrifices. Make the sacrifice to attend one of these holy hours for vocations, all right? As I said earlier, vocations come about through diligent prayer, through fasting, take one day a week and fast for vocations, or through our sacrifices offered for this intention. Make a sacrifice and follow me around the diocese to these various holy hours. They're like every other week, one night, seven to eight o'clock. Yes, there's a little travel distance, but so I have to travel too, so you can join me. You can, I can, you can be united with me in these travels all across the diocese. But at least make a commitment to go to the parish when it comes near you and, and pray with us for vocation so we can beg the Master to provide for this diocese in the way only the Lord can do that. You know, so again, if you don't know where they are and when they are, go on our diocesan website. There's a, there's a listing of when and where these holy hours will be, what day, what time, what city, what parish, and um, know that I will be there waiting and expecting you to join me. So these are the two challenges for the evening, right? Not hard. It's probably the simplest challenges you've ever had in your life, right? How many think it's the simplest challenges we've ever had? Nobody's raising their hand. Come on. How hard is this? How hard is this, right? So because vocation, there are vocations out there. We only have to be a bit more diligent in working together, working together in our vocation ministry. And then ask your pastors to see how you can help in this endeavor in your own parishes. Help create a plan in your own parishes for vocations, right? So you could create this environment, this beautiful environment that vocations can rise up out of the ground in the fruit of the soil of the parish, right? Um, so that's my challenges. But above all, thanks again, and let's keep the prayers going for this intention. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. Okay.